Welcome everyone to our sixth episode of King Reflections. I'm Daniel Oliver, your host. I am a personal trainer and a graphic designer by trade and the owner of Zand King. So welcome to 2021, the year where we have 2020 vision from last year and we're now gonna take on this year against all odds, chasing our dreams, following our passions. And I'm gonna decide, well, I've decided that this year I'm gonna try and live fearlessly. I'm gonna try and be my best and do my best to be fearless into what people think of me. And I feel last year gave me a little bit of a little bit more liberation in my sense or a little bit more, more permission for myself to free myself from people's opinions and people's expectations of me and that, you know, I don't need to meet their expectations and meet and uh, reach their standards or their opinions um, if they don't match what I really want to do or want to achieve in my life. So this year I'm going to take that liberty and stand by my choices and my decisions and my actions of how I want to live my life and how I choose to live my life unapolog unapologetically. Obviously, I'm not going to purposely go out and try to offend anyone or anything like that and want to uh, hurt people's feelings or anything like that. But going in with an attitude of, you know what, I've made a decision of how I want to live my life. If people don't appreciate it or like it, or if they want to narrate me to be a per bad person or not meeting their bad ex their expectations and making me out like I'm not um, a good person, then they can exit left stage <laughs> um, or I'm going to pull myself away from that narrative. So, and I'm going to talk about that whole concept of, because um, there is a whole concept of me not wanting to be part of anybody's narrative, um, but I will talk about that mostly in the next episode because there are five points that I wanted to brush over. So in this one, I'm just going to, like I said in the start of this podcast, living fearlessly in the sense of not taking um, not taking it personally when people don't, um, when they're not happy with how I decide to live my life. Um, and then it's going against my grain because my natural thing is I'm a people pleaser and I want to please people. I want to keep people happy. I want to make sure that they are, you know, not offended or they're, you know, they're not um, uncomfortable. <clears throat> Whereas I'm there going, you know what, now I'm going to not try and please people in that sense. I will serve them if they need help. I will happily try and help them out. Um, but I'm not going to bend over backwards and compromise my values just to meet their their values or their standards and expectations of how I should behave for them um, when this I'm living my life for me in a sense or in my case as a Christian I'm living it for God and if that offends people then so be it <laughs> I'm actually reading a book at the moment called The Culture Code well not reading I'm actually listening to it on Audible um, The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle um, and it's about how certain businesses and teams um with their leader, how they work so communicatively um, without actually, you know, they don't have to use a lot of um, elaborated, you know, sentences or um, conversations to know that they're all on the same page um, and they just flow within uh, within the team. So the team and the, their performance is unbreakable and unstoppable. And he even goes into um, not just basketball teams or into army teams like people that live that uh, served in the army, but also uh, with Pixar and uh, Disney as well. So, and it's this whole this whole connection of feeling like they're in a family, like they all belong, 
And I came across uh, in the, one of the first chapters, it was about belonging cues. And he was saying that in with we are always constantly looking for belonging cues because when, we are in, when we're in relationships, sure, there's a, a sense of trust, but there's always a, a slight doubt and we're always looking for the subtle cues um, as if we really belong to this person or belong in the group or that we're all trusting each other. And I find, and he's saying that, you know, sometimes some people can't, um, they've always got these, this doubt within themselves. They're questioning, um, well, do I really belong? And they're constantly searching for um, the cues, looking for these belonging cues in people. And and that that resonated with me because I always find like, I don't really belong anywhere. Like I, you know, most of the time, I've, most of my life I've been at church, but belonging at church is um, another whole different level of, I guess, connection and and a sense of deep foundation of my identity. Same when uh, with being at high school, you sort of have a, a group of friends that you belong with. And I didn't really have this belonging connection because I'm always doubtful of uh, the trust between my friends and myself. And that's always something that's ingrained in me. And it is my problem that I have to deal with. And I didn't really belong in a group when I was in high school. Um, but I would go around and talk to almost everyone, um, sometimes in my spare time at lunchtime and recess. But yeah, like I said, I've never actually felt belong in a group, even like because I was I did music. Um, I didn't feel belonged in the music class. Um, I did photography. I didn't feel belonged in the photography class. And I did drama. I didn't really feel belonged in the drama because and it's probably because I have this insecurity of people are always better than me in their talents. And I wasn't excessively that great. Um, I might be good at my talent, but I'm not excessively that great. So I've never really felt belonged, like as if people didn't really accept me because I wasn't, you know, there as high of quality of talent <laughs> as they were. Same when I did TAFE, didn't really feel feel belonged. Like I had my little group during TAFE, like there was four of us, um, but I felt like I still wasn't good enough to be in that group because my um, instrument was singing and the other instruments that the other um, students played was like violin, the flute, um, the piano, and I'm there going, oh, mine's not that of a high skill I find in, in my eyes. Um, and when it, when there is a high skill, obviously in that, but I, I don't feel like I'm the best or at all the, a great singer. Um, so comparing myself to them, I was like, you know, I don't really feel like I belong because they're all, um, classically trained and I'm just not classically trained. <laughs> so I felt really out of place and like, oh, I don't really actually belong in this group. Even when I did graphic design course at TAFE, I didn't really go go into the graphic design course wanting to come out as a graphic designer. Um, it wasn't until later in my like the last few months of doing the course that I'm going, actually, you know what? There's so much power behind being a graphic designer. And I was a high amateur of everything design. Like in a sense, I feel like I still am a high amateur of, <laughs> of everything design. Um, but I didn't see how things related with shapes and colors as much as I do now. Um, and just, I'm not that very artistic. Most people say like creative, I'm not that creative, but I, I, I separate the idea of creative. I believe that we're all creative um, because we all can create solutions to problems, no matter what you do, um, no matter what job, you know, whether it be bricklaying, you're creating a solution, especially if there's like some curved walls that you've got to create a, um, 
you got to be creative in the sense of knowing how to form the bricks to to go around this bend if that makes sense um same with an electrician you know they've got all these wires that they've got to obviously group together and make it look neat and tidy so that it's easy for future electricians to um see with the distinct wires you can creative in um how to lead a group you know you've got to find ways to communicate to everyone and everyone's different to communicate to the group communicate to the group and then make them all perform in one motion or you know perform equally and understand that everyone's a part of the team so i like to separate the idea of creativity and artistically and i'm not i feel like i'm not artistic in the sense of you know painting and um creating weird drawings out of my head like i know some people in high school were able to do um or, you know, put fabrics together and, you know, make a whole concept theme art to put textures and stuff like that. And I don't feel like I'm that kind of person. I'm more of a logical kind of creative person where I can see a problem and create a solution so it's easy for people to understand. And I find like in that setting at during graphic design, during when I was doing the graphic design course, there was a lot of artistic people um, in the class and just the way they presented their works and I'm there going, mine's really basic. It doesn't look presentable. It doesn't look very um, aesthetically pleasing <laughs> as the others do. Like they've got a natural skill for it, whereas I, I don't. Um, and I've had to learn my skill. And along with that, I never felt fully belonged because I f- they always were continuously critiquing my work as not very attractive. And I'm like, well, oh, I don't really belong here. Obviously, I don't belong here because I'm not thinking artistically as they are. Um and it wasn't until my last few months that I sort of clicked on and went, oh, I see that I can actually develop such a great skill with this and do so much with it, um, not just through clothing, um, but through magazine designs, um, you know, Facebook ads, posters, banners, etc. And I guess you could stem this from when I was a young age of um, being doubtful of belonging in a group. And you could base it down all the way down to uh, with my cousins, I used to always you doing you'd group with your close aged cousins, um, but eventually they sort of ignored me and went towards my brother because he was obviously the cooler and older one, and I never really felt belonged within my family. I was always isolated um, and left out of the the play group. You could call it that, and you could pin it to that down to that where that's where I started getting doubt of feeling um, like I'm not good enough, and then not feeling and a result from that not feeling like I belong and I'm there constantly looking for belonging cues. Like even with my friends now, the, the housemates that I'm even living with, um, I'm constantly looking to see like in their facial expressions and their tone of voice and how they talk to me, you know, how many times um, they invite me to do things or if they go out and do things with their friends and they, you know, don't include me in it. I'm always constantly doubting and looking for those belonging cues. Like do I belong or am I accepted? Um, and this is what one thing, I'm trying to, like I said, at the start of the podcast is, you know, trying to live fearlessly, trying to block out this idea of looking and seeking for belonging cues, for these belonging cues out of my own insecurity and just realize, you know what, if they don't want me around or if they don't like me that much and if they're not communicating to me or not involving me in things, that is okay. I don't need to change my ways or change my personality just so that they do include me just to make me feel like, I belong. My belonging belongs in in Jesus, in Christ. And I don't need to seek anyone else's validation or approval to feel belonged. 
it was an eye opener reading this or listening to this book and just confirming that you know I'm not going crazy because I'm always doubting and always looking for these belonging cures, looking to feel like I belong in a in a group or in a culture, so to speak. When I don't really fit into any culture, really, <laughs> not even really the fitness culture for the the six or seven years that I've been doing fitness. So, but like I said, I'm not I'm not willing to change my values or change how I behave just to fit a custom that is stereotyped uh, by people because they want to feel themselves belonged in a group and you know they're happy to be excessive or obsessive or um, addicted to a form of subculture. Uh, just so they feel belonged, whereas I don't need to feel belonged um, through a culture and through a trend. And even with um, Xander King, like I don't have a lot of, in, a, in what one of my friends said it, hood credit or street credit, whereas I notice all these other uh, clothing brands that are popping up, they have a lot of friends and family um, through their cultures, uh, you know, through their football culture, their nationality culture, through their partying culture, through those all those cultures that they're connected to, um, they have a reputation. Whereas I don't have a lot of that. I don't have any reputation within the fitness industry, um, or it might be a bad reputation. Don't really don't really care. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not very favorable in that sense because obviously I might not put myself out there as much, or I'm not I'm not fitting into their mold that they expect me to, and that's okay. So coming into this clothing industry, I'm doing it doing it in a way that I know is best for me and I'm not fine trying to fit a mold that other um, other brands have molded to to get their customers or to get their clients I'm just going to do what I feel is missing in the industry and what I feel is missing in the community and I'm just going to do my thing and putting putting something that I feel is missing a solution there I'm creating a solution that I feel um, people aren't getting or aren't needing really in this society. So, and you know, you can be for that or you can be against it. If you don't like it, then that's fine. It's not for you. But if for those people that are resonating with my brand, I'm glad it's resonating with you because then I know I'm hitting, I'm close to then hitting the target of what is um, needed in this, in this society or community. So that's my short little um, episode today. Going to live fearlessly for 2021 this year and going to do it against all odds. Um, and also just how the belonging cues making me feel like I'm not crazy because I am constantly looking for them and I constantly and doubting uh, my friendships and um, trust issues I have. So it's refreshing to know that I am not alone in this because obviously a lot of people, you know, for them to write it in a book, obviously then it's a constant thing. It's not, it's not out of the norm. And, it, and it's good to know that I have control over that though. I have control or have control of how I'm going to respond to it. And then I, I'm not going to allow it to paralyze me from chasing my dreams and chasing what I feel is right or what I feel is needed in this community um, and this industry. Anyway, I hope you have a good day. I hope you got something out of that. Please uh, follow me on Instagram. Um, follow me on Spotify, King Reflections. Um, and follow me on Facebook at Xander King as well, XNDR. And I wish you all the best for 2021 and that this year is going to be the best year for you, chasing your dreams against all odds. And I hope you kill it and become extremely happy and successful for all that you're going to achieve this year. King up and I'll see you later.